0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Thrive. First things first, I am a bit under the weather right now, so please excuse my voice. I'll do my darndest to not sniffle or sneeze throughout today's episode, but I couldn't not bring you this topic today because it is oh so very important, relevant, and timely to talk about, and that topic is negotiating. Negotiating. With the new year right around the corner, it's time for many an office folk to have their year-end review or quarterly review to wrap up 2019. With that might also come some chit-chat about contracts or paychecks, and I'm sure we're all on the same page in hoping our salaries increase for the new decade on the horizon. So if this sounds like you, then stay tuned, my friend, because today on Thrive, we are talking all about the art of the negotiation. And to celebrate it being the 12th episode of the Thrive Podcast, we have got 12 tactical tips ahead that you can use in your next negotiation, whether that's in a month, a day, or in the next 20 minutes, so that you feel more confident and less icky about working out the most important things in your life. Even if you aren't due to negotiate pay, maybe you want to negotiate something else on the job, like your benefits or PTO or day-to-day responsibility load. Maybe you've got another thing altogether to work out. Negotiating with four-year-olds can be ruthless work. (laughs) Or maybe you're like me and negotiate anything and everything to not have to do the dishes. So whether your next negotiation is with your spouse, your kid, your best friend, your boss, your neighbor's yard sale, or the sales lady at the shoe store, let's chat negotiation tips for success so you feel fully confident in how to truly thrive in your next negotiation like the badass that you really truly are. Fair warning, we are about to nerd out together because negotiation, or rather the psychology behind negotiating consumer behavior, why people do what they do, etc., totally jazzes me out. (laughs) It was one of my favorite courses in college and I guess I've just always had the mindset that girls can do anything boys can do at the table. So it was always important to me to understand how to negotiate like a badass so that I was never shortchanged in life because of being a woman or for being misunderstood to be timid or incapable or untalented or unworthy. You get the drift. I also teach a course for bloggers all about pitching and negotiating brand partnerships. So since I literally get paid to help other people negotiate in life, I figured it was high time we talk thriving at the negotiating table here too. So the first key to remember, a negotiation does not start until someone says no. The second key to remember, you can be that person to say no. In any negotiation, both parties want to feel like they benefited. Even if the other party doesn't get exactly what they went in thinking they wanted, if they get something, chances are they will still feel good afterwards. Now, this is super important to keep in the back of your head so that you stay as open-minded as possible throughout your conversation. Tip number one, get clear on your own position. So many folks go into a negotiation without actually being crystal clear on what truly matters most to them by the end, because it's not always what you initially think. So an example here might be, sure, more money might be priority number one in a job negotiation, but is that really your be all end all? Or might you care more about status, title, other benefits, etc. So before you even begin the negotiation talks, you want to know what you want, what you're willing to give up, because all negotiations involve some sort of back and forth to reach an acceptable middle ground, your actual end goal, which is not necessarily the same as what you want, how badly you want or need it, and quick note here, you should never be desperate going into a negotiation or you're going to lose your relationship with the other party, and hopefully you've connected personally with this person beforehand, and when you would walk away or say no altogether. There has to be a point where you'd bounce. This is essential to know also before beginning the negotiation. Tip number two, don't bring anything to the table that you can't live without or that you're not willing to concede on. If you enter a negotiation desperate, you've already lost. As they say, everything is negotiable. In the words of Michael Scott, negotiation is an art, back and forth, give and take. So make sure in your own negotiations, everything really is negotiable so that you have as much room to play as the person on the other side of the table, so to speak. And like I said before, if you go into a negotiation desperate, you're going to lose because at some point the other person will sense that desperation and they might try to exploit you for it. Tip number three, do your homework. Know what the other party values most. Know as much about their background and interests going into the conversation as possible. The whole goal of a good negotiation is to come to mutually beneficial terms. It'll be a whole heck of a lot easier to do that if you can think outside the box for not only what would benefit you, but also what would benefit them. You have no clue the level of the other party's negotiation prowess going into it, so take matters into your own hands to know where you might be able to helpfully suggest wiggle room or craftily present options that they might not have thought of before. Tip number four, eliminate emotion. You know the saying, it's just business? How to negotiate 101 is to internalize this point to the grave. But, contrary to what many negotiation strategy books might say, I don't think it's smart to eliminate all emotion. I mean, emotion is what makes us human, right? But you shouldn't be using emotion as an attempt to get your way or persuade during the actual negotiation. The key is to use emotion in stage number three, in doing your homework, and in building relationships before even stepping into the decision room. You should already have credence by effectively leveraging emotion to develop trust and liking with the other party ahead of time. And all that really means is making sure that whoever you're negotiating with, to some degree, trusts you already and likes you already. But remember that once in the negotiation, it's not the time to shed a tear or play victim that typically doesn't end well. Tip number five. Be clear in your ask. Oftentimes, folks mess up their negotiation not because they didn't go back and forth correctly, but because the entire thing started off on the wrong foot, like falling off the horse before the gate even opened. I see this all the time in the course that I teach for bloggers who are looking to partner with brands on paid collaborations. Oftentimes, folks will say something along the lines of, Hey, would love to work with you to promote the brand to close out their email, and then they're genuinely confused as to why they didn't get a response. Well, you didn't get a response because you didn't actually ask a question. If you want to know what someone thinks about the terms you've presented or the thoughts you've shared, ask. Ask for a little bit more than what you're truly okay with getting, and this is so key. This isn't meant to be dishonest, It's really just the art of making a deal. So since a negotiation isn't a negotiation unless there's a back and forth where both people give something, it's just not smart to start with the exact thing you want or need, knowing that you're going to have to give something from that. So both parties typically give a little. So once you give, you'll be right where you want it to be at the start if you ask for just a little bit more from the beginning. Also here, be as detailed as possible, because really, details build trust. So if you can, include data or the why behind your ask. If you can factually support why you want what you want, it makes it a lot harder to deny or reason away from. Tip number six, listen to the other party. You should be listening more than you're talking, I've heard of a 70-30 rule in negotiations, which is listen 70% of the time, talk 30%. But honestly, I have no clue how to truly count that out proportionately in a real conversation. So just aim here to have your ears on listening actively more than not ask questions also. Now, this is such a good way to build a sort of know, like, and trust factor with the other party since you'll get to know them and they'll get to like you. It makes them feel heard since it leads to them talking more and you listening more. And really, people love talking about themselves. (laughs) And it also helps you figure out what is most important to them so that you can use that to find a mutually acceptable solution as you continue negotiating. Tip number seven, understand that everything is negotiable, like everything. So don't be afraid to get creative in finding a solution that's mutually agreeable and beneficial. In a good negotiation, both sides are compromising on something, but both are gaining too. It's never just about that one thing that you went in thinking was on the table. Say you're negotiating your salary. Your salary isn't really the only number in question. Your contract might have other things in it too, like time off or a 401k. If they won't give you more in your hourly rate, they might be willing to budge by putting more in on the company side towards your retirement or maybe a few extra paid vacation days. You never know unless you bring it to the table and ask. Tip number eight, be willing to sit in silence. This one is the hot nugget that so many people fall short on because it ain't easy. But let the room get uncomfortable for a hot sec. Did it get uncomfortable? (laughs) Most folks are really antsy in the quiet and look to fill it ASAP, so if you are okay sitting in the silence, it may hasten a decision in your favor if the other person jumps to speak first. Tip number nine, things to use, reasons, and personal connections. I remember we studied one experiment in one of my favorite management classes in college, and... I never forgot it. In it, students had to ask to cut in line at a Kinko's or an Office Max kind of store. One group gave no reason, another gave a good reason, and the last group gave a totally nonsensical reason. So one asked, can I cut in line? The other, can I cut in line? My mother's in the hospital and I need to get these papers copied before I can go see her. And the last group asked, can I cut in line? I need to. The success rates? The people who gave no reason, 40% success. The people who gave a good reason, 98% success. And get this, the people who gave a totally nonsense reason, 97% success. A literally nonsensical reason was almost as successful as a totally legit one. Literally, this goes to prove that any reason is better than no reason as to why you want something. Tip number 10, the things to not use in a negotiation. Power, deadlines, and anything transactional. It's typically a huge turnoff to anyone and everyone to try and exert some random sense of power into a negotiation. Sure, you might scare someone into forgetting a detail or giving away a bit more than ideal, but it's not going to build rapport or help with anything after the fact. Anything to quicken a conversation may work in the short term, but it likely won't truly help, especially not in the long term, since it can really significantly damage your relationship and cause resentment down the line. Tip number 11. Actively and intentionally build trust. I am a big fan of honesty. Even in negotiation settings. I think negotiating often gets a bad rap because everyone assumes it's this big, secretive, manipulative game of deceit. Who can trick the other into giving them what they want first? But that really doesn't have to be the case. No one likes to feel like they're being played or like they can't take someone at their word. Trust is important. A big key in actively and intentionally building trust is saying what you mean and meaning what you say. So sticking with whatever you say is the absolute lowest you can do. Personally, I love the phrase in total transparency. I use it to convey that I am completely pulling back the curtain, not holding anything back, and really telling you the best deal from the start. It's a take it or leave it kind of phrase used as a last resort to tell someone that this is the best you can do and you ain't doing any better. Meaning, tip number 12, you have to be willing to walk away. The really important other key in negotiating. If you don't have the wiggle room or the ability to say no, you've already lost. There has to be some sort of bottom line or last straw at which point you call it quits and walk away with grace. The number one thing to not do is to say something is the lowest or best you can do and then renege on that, going even lower or doing better for the other party. It immediately devalues your word and causes mistrust. You're much better off just calling the whole thing all together, knowing it's not where it should be or needs to be for both parties, yourself included, to feel valued and benefited. So that about wraps it up, our speedy little negotiations class together. I hope you feel a bit less nervous and a bit more confident going into your next negotiation. I think you're going to thrive. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Lagenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.